I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse, and you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. It was a successful course, but it was certainly not passive. You know, the idea of passive income through course creation is, I mean, to be frank, it's kind of a joke. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 117. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in? We would love to know what you think. For today's episode, we're talking about some misconceptions about passive income and more specifically how it has affected Jesse's course, The Brand Photographer Method. But before we go any further, what are you drinking today, Jesse? So today I actually made myself an espresso because I just wanted that little extra boost while Mm. chatting about this topic, which has been on my mind for a little while. So I'm glad we're finally getting around to talking about it. This is something that I've wanted to chat about with you for a while, ever since you texted me. uh, It was months ago at this point now, or emailed me, I forget, um, telling me that you were thinking um, about closing the, mm-hmm. that you were you had been decided to close the course mm-hmm. um so i'm just having tea because yeah i'm i have the worst cold ever <laughs> and so i'm actually very excited that we get to focus on you this episode and, and dive into this so okay so today we're talking about passive income through the experience that jesse's had with her course uh the brand photographer method and more specifically, some of the misconceptions around passive income, why some of those things ultimately led her to close the course. Now, the course, I know I had access to it because I was writing, doing a lot of writing. It was fantastic. It really came at it from all different angles for people. I feel like it was a really great resource. Um, but I'm very proud of my friend Jesse for taking the initiative and deciding that this was not something that she wanted to pursue at the moment. So let's dive into this. Like, give us, give us what you were thinking. Give us, give us it all. Give us everything. Yeah. yeah. So um, let me just, I actually didn't write this down, but if I think I should start with what the brand photographer method was. So people have an understanding. Um, I had a, uh, a self-paced boot camp that taught photographers how to pivot into the world of brand photography pretty much the same way that I did, um, really from start to finish, from pricing to marketing to understanding um, how to plan the shoot from soup to nuts, um, but also some technical information as well with lighting and uh, you know, many photographers may be used to just natural light. And when you're working with personal brands, you may find yourself indoors a lot. Um, and then, you know, other technical pieces like workflow automation and how to take your clients from start, you know, point A to point B. Uh, so there was a lot of information, <laughs> a lot of content. Um, and it was a successful course. I would like to say it was very successful, but it was certainly not passive. Uh, so that's really something that I learned over the few years I did run and launch the course is that passive, you know, the idea of passive income through course creation is, I mean, to be frank, it's kind of a joke. And when you hear all these course creators talking about how they've made huge income, you know, with 
passive income and courses and things like that, it's likely because they have a massive team behind them and they've got a lot of money to invest and time to invest. If you are someone who is like me that has a successful photography business and also wants to capitalize on passive income, it's hard to balance both. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to share five sort of misconceptions about creating a passive income course and then ultimately why I decided to make the closure. Um, So I guess I'll just dive right into it. And that is pretty much the pure, in my opinion. Let's go for it. Yeah, the the pure uh, like sort of core of this discussion is that passive income, no matter what it is, even if it's, you know, the idea that you're making sales in your sleep, sure, that sale may be completely passive, but all the work that led up to it and maintenance that goes along with it does not make it passive. So my course had two primary funnels, a live launch funnel where people would join through a webinar that I taught. It's like a traditional sales funnel, course funnel that you would attend, you would um, learn something from me. And I was very adamant about teaching like real things. I had attended several webinars myself where I would leave the webinar being like, well, that was stupid. I already knew all the information. So I really tried to teach some really helpful things. And then if people wanted to join the course, they could. And then I also had the evergreen funnel and everybody loves the idea of evergreen. Oh, you make money in your sleep. It's pre-recorded. You just have people join. Yeah, no, that's not really the case. Um, With evergreen funnels, you have to get the information out there. So how are they going to find your course? You have to, you know, either run ads, you have to do Pinterest, you have to do a lot of organic marketing. If you're not into paid ads, that means social media, that means uh, network, uh, not network marketing, that's email marketing, you have to get them into your funnel somehow. And that is not passive. So um, both of these methods definitely took take a lot of time to establish um, whether I'm launching live and doing all the prep, making sure all the tech is in place, making sure all the slides are ready, uh, the funnel itself is running properly, the tags are running properly. There's a lot of technical things that happen behind the scenes that when I learned all of this stuff, I was like, oh, I had no idea. Um, And then similarly with the evergreen funnel, there's tech behind it and sometimes tech breaks and you have to be able to let it run and then be able to also troubleshoot when it doesn't run. Um, And that leads me into one of my second points, which is the tech that also costs money. So the tech alone that I would run my course on, it was a platform called Kartra, which was a fantastic, you know, platform for me to use. But that was like $120 a month. And so if you extrapolate that for 12 months a year, wow, that's not cheap. It's not cheap. No, that's not cheap. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's why even when I, you know, was ultimately exhausted by the, you know, close to the end of my closure, it was like, it still costs money. And sure, I could have found probably platforms that were cheaper, but for me to, you know, properly maintain my leads, maintain the funnel, that was the best platform. Um, So you have to also think of the other platforms that you may need that can integrate to that. So 
In addition to Kartra, you need a webinar platform. And so Webinar Jam is something I use. That was like another $400 a year. Um, and if you are start to add this up, including like the Vimeo that I needed for because I ran out of storage on Kartra and I was trying to like hack it together, it was like, that's another $400 a year. Like the cost to like maintain the course was actually quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think when people think, oh, it's so great, you make, you know, six figures or whatever, which I will be blatantly honest, I did not make six figures within it. I made good money. I made all of my investment back and then some, but not six figures. Um, but, uh, the other thing that I think people don't realize is a lot of these course creators run ads and I did run a few ads, a few paid ads. This was before a lot of the changes to the iOS updates and the way Facebook integrated or the way Facebook had to like comply or work with iOS. I'm not going to get into that because to be true, like, I don't even know what really what it means, but it has to do with cookies and like being able to, um, accurately track your ad uh, KPIs and therefore like have your ads perform better. It changed at some point. And so this was before. So my ads actually did really well. Um, but I noticed that if I really wanted to scale my course, like I would have to do more of that. And ultimately I, I just didn't feel super aligned with ads. I almost felt like icky with at paid ads. Mm. I felt like just super salesy and that's not my personality. So, you know, when you're thinking about, if you're thinking, you know, that you want to run a course and knowing that you want to like get it in front of people ads is a great way to do it but is that going to work for you from like your like moral standpoint or ethics like for me i just i did it but i you know because now i look at my instagram feed and i see all these ads and like do this join that this yeah. and i am like super overwhelmed i'm like i didn't want to contribute to to that feeling was that so Quick, quick follow up on that. Going beyond the ethics, did you hire somebody to run those ads? Other than like you know placing them through Facebook and all that kind of stuff, did you hire somebody to come up with that, or did you do that on your own? Like from I your own did content? it also on my own, and I also took a course on how to write ad copy, and that was eighty dollars oh, a month. So it's like you start adding how much? Eighty. Oh, eighty. Jeez. Um, it was a fan. I actually think this program was fantastic though what you got for it i, I mean, think I, you're a very compelling sales writer when it comes to your i don't know who does your like sales funnels and stuff but i think you're a very compelling writer so some of that. the sales funnels i did write um but then i ended up hiring um a few copywriters to write which is some another of the, cost which is another cost right so copy writing effective copy for sales copy is 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 an art and i am you know, it's hard. I I can do it, but it takes me so long to get, tell the right story and tell it in a way that actually, you know, goes along the sales psychology of what happened, like what people have to do, like what's going on in their mind to make that sale. It takes a long time. So for me, at one point I was like, I'm just going to hire somebody to write my, you know, sales copy, my email copy, um, you know, for the evergreen funnel. And that's what I did, but yeah, it's another cost. And so, mm -hmm. so between hosting the course, all the ancillary, you know, software that's needed, um, along with, yeah, maybe hiring someone to help you write ads or hiring somebody to write you, help you write copy. It gets expensive quick, um, unless you want to bootstrap it. But like me, where you're running a full time business and yeah. trying to run another full time business, it just becomes a lot of work. So, yep. 
<laughs> so those are the two misconceptions, you know, the tech that's involved and the idea that it's like truly passive that like, no way it's totally, it's such a lie. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not, it's not passive. Um, well, and I'd see you, you know, I'd see you had, you had recorded all these videos, you had, you know, set up all the accounts, you know, you had the Facebook group, you had all of these things. And then like you press that go out into the universe, but you were, you're just also somebody who is so involved and so passionate about what you do. Yeah. So that plays into it a lot too. Right. Right. And some of it is, you know, you can go about it and hiring a team and that's what you're going to do. And you have to be able to upfront those costs and hope that you get them back. And, you know, that's certainly something I could have done, but another cost didn't it didn't fit at that time in my life so mm-hmm. and to that point you know number three is this idea that uh, th- there is ongoing maintenance and i did you know briefly touch upon this already but you know there really isn't a set it and forgive it option even with my evergreen funnel um you know it was or even in both my course was already pre-recorded you know the yeah. content was there but i started to realize that things in the industry changed so much especially with photography and content creation and marketing in general digital marketing that I started to get like an overwhelming feeling. You did it like a year after I recorded everything that I needed to go in and re-record a bunch of stuff. And video becoming so prevalent. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. so that's just something to keep in mind that depending on your course content, you may have to constantly update it. And one thing that um for actually this is a good way to um to mention to, to talk about this actually is the the course or the, you know, the education that I took to write my Facebook ads, they were always updating their content. They had to because things changed so fast Yeah, with just, you know, Facebook changes their, their platform, like the, the interface. And then you, like their, you know, their pre-recorded videos that show you how to do one thing in the interface and then the interface changed. So then they have to re-record it because you're like, wait, that button isn't there anymore. And oh, it's called something else now. And mm-hmm. so it, depending on what type of course you have, you may find that actually you will need to end up updating it a lot. So I also um, did behind the scenes, which actually you helped a lot with. Um, Kate mm-hmm. used to accompany me to shoots, um, you know, and then also do uh, the video editing for the behind the scenes. And, you know, and that was also time and money. Um, yeah. And so it's just one of the things that, you know, I could have said, oh, I'm not going to do behind the scenes, like regular behind the scenes, but that's just a value I I wanted to add. And again, like maybe I didn't need to, but it's just something that added to the ongoing maintenance of the course. There's a Um, lot there. Definitely. Number four is this idea of a team. So without a team, it's hard to balance multiple businesses. From several different standpoints, um, for me, a lot of it was the content creation that went along with it. Again, evergreen funnel or live funnel, you have to get your audience aware of your offer. You have mm-hmm. to get them into your funnel. And that's you know going to be, as I mentioned, paid ads or organic marketing. So you know, for me, this meant you know several blog posts a month. And I was doing two for each of the sides of my businesses. You were writing them, but you know, you were coming up with the ideas, yeah, and getting the content together. Yeah, it was four blog posts a month, and then Instagram posts and stories for both Instagram accounts, 
creating newsletter campaigns for each. So if I did one newsletter a week for each, then that was four emails. Yeah. That was eight emails. At least. At least. Um, Then also at some point I was like really trying to be big on Pinterest. So creating Pinterest pins, I was big on YouTube for a while. So creating the YouTube videos, none of that is simple friends. It's a lot of work. I don't even know. Like I look at my schedule now without having the course. I'm like, I have no idea when I fit that in. No clue. No. I didn't either. You were like Wonder Woman. So if, again, if anyone listening is thinking like creating a course, like I don't want, I don't want this whole show to be like, oh, don't create a don't course. Don't do it. I yeah, like I know. To like showcase some of the real truths that go into it because so many people are saying, you know, oh, how to get additional like side hustle income. It is a hustle. It's not easy. Sure, you can do it, but I don't. What I feel like where I was misled is that, you know, it's kind of like that set it and forget it and like that I could easily scale it. And I'm going to talk about why I didn't scale it in a minute. But um, I do want to talk about number five, Mm -hmm. which was um, it it kind of ties into that is like the momentum and energy that you need to continually make sales um, is a lot. Um, So the live launches, I, and you'll you'll hear people talk about this if you're in the world of course creation or if you know people that have live launched before the lead up to it is very stressful in that you have to create a very strategic campaign email campaign to get people onto your webinar and it's all a numbers game so many people on your webinar so many people see your see your you know your sign up now page so many people are going to see that so many people are going to sign up from there out of that, so many people are going to show up to your webinar. And out of that, so many people are going to buy your your product, your service. And then the funnel gets smaller at each step. And you really want to try to do this because there's so much effort. So you want to put on all this effort because you really just don't want to not have any sales at the end. So the mental lead up and the mental load that happens, you're just putting so much pressure on yourself that by the time it's over, you're so exhausted And then if you're doing a regular launch schedule for me every quarter, which if I did it any more than that, I just don't think I could have. Um, And the challenge with it is like making sure the tech works, making sure all your email sequences are right, making sure the tech connects to the webinar program and that you get all the tags right. Like if it's weird, but the way your marketing emails work are all based on tags. So if someone buys the product, you need to make sure that they don't get tag to like keep getting your sales email. You want to like get them out of it. It sounds super simple, but that's how like all these little things go into it. Oh no. Um, There's, there's so much involved there and it's a lot of tech and it's a lot of, you know, you having to manipulate that technology. It's not, as you say earlier, set it and forget it. Right. So, um, and then there's also imposter syndrome that always, I think, you know, we've talked about a lot here. And mm-hmm. one thing that I struggled with when it relates to that is, you know, in order for me to scale the course, I almost needed to either really cut back on photography or cut back a hundred percent and solely focus on the course and scale that. And for me, that didn't seem like a legit option. One, because I feel like there's so many people in the educating world that 
are now like selling a course and like nowhere can you find information on how they did it. It's like, well, if they're selling a course on, I don't know, um, I don't know, maybe how to write good copy. I don't know. It's like, well, were you a copywriter? Like, where's some of your copy? Where's some of your Mm -hmm. success? Like, you want to see that real success that they had prior to becoming just a course creator right, or an educator. And so for me, having my business still was like proof that like, I can do it and I'm still in the trenches with you. And that was part that was very important to me. But balancing both was just ultimately became too much. I The real money was with my clients. I was doing so well with my clients that the time that it took me to live launch, which results in the most amount of sales, evergreen funnels are really hard to make work. Mm. It, it just is. And I'm, I could go on and on about why that is, but... Evergreen funnels, you it's really hard to cast that wide net. So for the live launches to happen, that mental load and live launching was just too much. And ultimately, between that, maintaining the course, the costs behind the course, not really feeling energized about it anymore, I decided that I needed to focus on the photography business, on the money-making side of the business, and make sure that that was alive and well. And so that was where sort of, you know, crossroads happened where I had to cut the course, say goodbye. It was a great run while I had it. Everybody mm-hmm. that was in the course, like was so sad to see it close, but they were so supportive um, in the, the decision. I had the outpour of like support that I got like from the members in the course where it was like amazing and surprising. So, um, but that's ultimately the journey. And I would say that... I'm feeling more aligned with my business. And will I ever create any education in the future? Who knows? I may offer one-on-one mentoring in the near future. You'd be great at that. Um, It would all be virtual though. I thought about it, but as far as a course goes, I say it would be, it would be hard to say that I'll ever do anything like that again at this point. You will never say never, and you're smart to never say never. Um, But I think that you created what was wonderful about the brand photographer method, um, and this doesn't necessarily have to end, is that you you really did create a community there of people who were trying to make that switch that you had made and transfer over to you know a life where they actually got their weekends back and you know they were shooting what they wanted to shoot instead of just shooting what was going to you know bring in the the quote most money because i think you obviously have been much more successful with this than you were with your wedding mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. over the years you know as, yeah. as you've developed um so I guess if you had to talk to some, if somebody was to come to you, I mean, now you've kind of said that you really don't see yourself doing this again, but if somebody came to you and and said like, I'm thinking about creating a course as someone who has now wrapped this all up, what would you say? So I would say, um, you know, I personally wouldn't do it again. Um, But that being said, I think there is opportunity for people to integrate it into your business in a way that is a little bit more efficient than what I did. There's a few things that I would have definitely changed about my course to make it like a little bit more evergreen. But I would really sit back and say, okay, like if you have a full-time like 
good established business and like you're making like pretty good time, like or pretty good money with it. I would sit back and say, okay, like how much time do you actually have to dedicate it? Um, sales just don't happen. So how are you going to make that happen? Do you have a really good existing audience that is already ready to buy this thing that you want to sell? If not, it's going to be difficult to build an audience from scratch that is going to buy your course. Not to say that it can't happen, um, but it's going to take time. So what I would say is like, look at your time that you're spending on your business now. And is there any room and energy mental load left over for you to do that? Um, And then I would also say like, does your existing work, does your existing position or company or business or brand make enough money to support the lifestyle that like you want? Like Mm -hmm. is your current lifestyle enough? Um, Maybe you're okay with making a few extra $100 here and $100 there with like a passive income product, of course. Maybe it's something super, super small. And that's, I think, I think that's fine as long as you have this like mental expectation that like it's not going to make you millions. It's just, it will be one, it will be one in a million that you will make a million. And it's like, I know I feel like, you know, I feel almost like bad saying that because you never know what could happen. But I remember thinking in my head, oh man, like the first launch I did, I was like, oh man, like what if I got like 50 people to sign up? And I think I got like four, like four. And which, which based on the KPIs of how many people like attended my webinar and like, yeah, they were fantastic. But you have to remember that like your funnel, if a hundred people sign a hundred people, let's say out of your entire audience, let's say your Instagram following is 6,000 people. Out of that, maybe only so many are going to sign up for your webinar. Out of that, so many people are going to attend live. And out of that, so many people are only going to buy. So there's actually industry standards that like talk about like what are good sort of sales rates and like show up rates and sign up Mm -hmm. rates and all of that. And I did really well with that, but my audience just wasn't big enough. And it's really like you have to be like viral. And I think actually that maybe with TikTok, this would change. Um, yeah, if you were doing audience. this the days before TikTok was really exactly. a thing. Exactly. So so I feel like, you know, you really have to just decide what your goals are. If you want to make a couple hundred bucks here and there with like very, very little effort, like maybe one sale a month, two sales a month, that's, it's still going to take effort. You're still going to have to have some sort of platform to host it, some sort of yeah. funnel in place. So there is going to be some cost at that. So if, if you're only making a hundred to $200 a month, is it really worth it? For those expenses. So just think about that. Um, and then yeah. again, it's not set it or forget it. Um, so if someone was thinking, like, I really just think I want to like just let it run, okay. Well, yeah, you could let it run, but is your information going to become outdated? Is you know, is your funnel gonna like are you able to fix your funnel if it breaks, or are you gonna get like are you gonna have to hire somebody to fix your funnel? Um, and then one thing, you know, you, you you see some of these ads where it's like, oh, yeah, you can you can hit six figures with passive income. Those course creators that are making six figures and there are some out there, I'm sure of that, you know, we've got like the big players in the world. Like, you know, we've got Jenna Kutcher, we've got uh, Amy Porterfield, you know, they are they are doing well, but they have a team, a giant team behind. Yeah. Them with helping write the copy for the email, setting up the tuck, um, you know, 
I don't know. I mean, I'm not inside of their team, but we know there's a team behind them doing that. And they've got the ad revenue to, or the, you know, the budget for the ads. I see them in my feed. So they're running ads. So I think just really keeping it into perspective that the reality of getting big. And that's where I was like, oh yeah, like, why can't I be like Jenna Kutcher? And like, why can't I be like, you know, the course creator? I quickly realized that it's a lot of work and maybe I just didn't have the stamina. So, um, so I would say just realize that to scale something really big, you're going to likely have to get a team at some point, but that's, that's really it. I think, um, you know, okay. I, I could talk about this all day, but I know that we <laughs> be here all day recording. So if anyone has any follow-up questions, they're more than welcome to reach out to me on Instagram or, you know, you can reach me through email, through my website. But not Happy through the brand to... photographer method anymore. <laughs> the brand photographer method. You can still find it on Instagram, but it's, it's, yeah, I haven't, I haven't fully disabled um everything i basically uh just have splash pages up or landing pages at this point but no more no more sales the um you know the the dashboard has been closed for my members and so that's that's where we're at now is just um no more pretty much <laughs> well it had a great run while it lasted and again i'm i'm not only was I proud of you running such a great course that I feel like it really helped so many people transform their business into what they wanted, just like you had done. Um, but and I'm that also, was my goal. And that was yeah. the goal. And I had you over, achieved it. I think I had 150 or 180 people. I can't remember in the, that had gone through the course and and they all had success. You know, they mm-hmm. all are doing well. And I still keep in touch with a lot of them through, you know, Instagram or typical social media channels. So, um, you know, I think it was it was a good learning experience. Well, I'm also very proud of you for realizing when it was time to quit because oh, well, thank you. Some people just don't. It's I'm, hard. I'm one of those people. It's, it's hard, hard to, find was, to it, figure out feel, when to quit. There, there was fear around feeling like a failure, to be honest, but. Um, I, I think you went to, out on top. I think it's just you have to shift your mindset, you know, and it's not necessarily about failing or succeeding. It's what for me, it was what was best for me and my business at that time. It, I almost had to take the like whole failure success out of the equation and say, like, mm-hmm. well, what is best for me? Like almost take away like what the perception of people may be. Well, we'll miss we'll miss the brand photographer method. R.I.P. the brand photographer. Method. I know. R.I.P. Um, yes. But. But uh, again, very proud of you for for making that that decision. And uh, I'm always excited to see what you're doing next. So, oh boy, I know. And and you always surprise <laughs> me. You always. We, I think that's one thing that keeps this 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 relationship between us that we have going is is we're always surprising each other with uh, what's going on and what we've decided to do next. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. So, well, there you go. So, well, thank you so much, uh, Jesse, for sharing that story, because I know that's something I've really wanted to hear about for a long time. Uh, And thank you for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. Make sure to join our Facebook group, Cocktails and Content Creation Community, and you can follow us on Instagram at Cocktails and Content Creation. Um, Please get in touch with Jesse. She'll be giving you her information in a second if you have questions about course creation, because I know she would love to answer them. But for now, I'm Kate Andrews, and you can follow me on Instagram at fashionably kate and co 
And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. If anybody wants to pick my brain, again, I can talk about this all day, but we try to keep these episodes as short as possible so that you actually listen in. You can uh, head to my website, jessiewymanphotography.com and get in touch from there. Otherwise, make sure to tune in next time for another great episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. Until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creation.